swinging free kick and a chance here for Kelly. He scored! David Kelly! Trackman a level against all the odds! Jennings. There's the kick. Scoreboards! This is Buxton, away from Backinson, this is Pringle, now Caprice, Caprice with the cross, the header, it's in, it's Connor Jennings! Right then, folks, what's happening? Welcome back once again to the This Is Tramia post-match reaction podcast. Instant analysis straight after the final whistle. Another fucking diabolical performance, personally. Like, a little bit better than Tuesday, but, like, what does that even mean? A nil-nil draw at home to Salford leaves us, like, we are now four points behind Bolton, who were beating the Grimsby. Morecambe, big winners, 4-3 eventually at home to Oldham today, go above us. Um, into fourth, we're in fifth. Not many winners in the top eight, but it just—it doesn't help us, does it? Like our performances are just terrible at the minute. Um, I'm doing the solo as well, by the way. Hi everyone. Um, at this is Trammy on Twitter. Go and give us a follow. My name is Matt Hibbert. At Matt Hibbert on Twitter. At Matt Hibbert seventeen on Insta. Paul Harper somehow has got an invite to the the royal funeral. Don't ask. You know, I, I told you he's a big. He's a big dog, isn't he? He's head honcho with the big cheese, numero uno, whatever he does. Um, he'll be down there in his blacked out rangy. Jake Keogh, unavailable. Presumably he's in solitary confinement in prison or something like that. You know, Either way, I'm doing this solo, which is always a, a joy for you lot to just listen to me ramble on for half an hour. But not, not a good day, not a good game of football, not a good performance and not a good result. Apologies as well if my speech is a little bit weird a little bit maybe mumbly or um, a bit of a speech impediment sound. And I've got the mouthful set to end all fucking mouthfuls. I've got like three of them on my bottom lip. And I'm amber sold up to the bollocks. So hopefully I can get through this solo. Not again, not a great day so far. So um, let's get into it. Like I thought, first off, we were terrible. Just offered nothing whatsoever first off. They... Like Salford didn't offer much, but you don't have to against us at the minute. You don't have to offer much to be the better side. I thought they were by far the better side first half. No real, you know, clear cut opportunities really for either team in the first half. It was a real poor game of football. I thought second half we were a little bit better. You know, we have Lewis hits the bar with that bizarre shot volley that volleys into the ground, it's the bar. Lloyd has that chance on the break. As the shot, keeper parries it. Lloyd and Woolery almost getting each other's way. Could Lloyd have squared it to Feeney on the six-yard box? Maybe. And then Clark has a free header. He's like, in terms of like chances over, like we haven't had many clear-cut chances. He's had pretty much in every game 
off a set piece, off a corner, or a free kick. He's had an opportunity, and this was a free header, and Woolery was in front of him when he added this, and he added it well wide. And then, like, injury time, uh, Blacker Taylor. Blacker Taylor, by the way, he brings him on. Brings him on in the fucking 89th minute. Like, I know some of our fans think, you know, and I heard at different times of season, he's got an attitude problem, he's been difficult behind the scenes. But, like, when you're throwing someone on for three minutes and expecting him, you know, one week he plays, then he's out the squad, then he's on the bench, then you bring him on for 15 minutes and he doesn't do badly by any stretch, he's no worse than anyone else. Then he's bombed out again, not even on the bench. Then he's on the bench, and then we need a goal. And you bring him on with four minutes, one minute normal time and three minutes injury times ago. And he has a chance, and he does well. Nugent does well, puts it in, and he has the shot, and it's a great block by the NFL. Like It's on target, like probably our best chance in the whole game. And um, it's just frustrating. I still think, like, you look at what we're like now, going forward, we are so bereft of ideas, of pace, of creativity. It's sad to see, like... And it goes back through the whole team. So when you're not creating stuff and there's not the movement up front, then it, this is why we're seeing a lot now. We might we have opportunities where we might play a little pass, and it comes to like your O'Connor, your Feeney, or you know Morris, or someone in midfield, or Lewis. But there's not an on. There's no ball for them to play, so they end up going back to Khan, McDonald, Monte. Clark, even back to Murphy, and then we end up just launching a lot of ball. And like, literally, I don't care who's on if it's Nugent, Lewis, Woolery up front, none of them are going to win headers against these set of Vaughan does a job because he knows how to do it, he backs in, he can win free kicks, and he'll win flick ons and stuff like that. Launching these balls up is pointless. Like, the amount of times that we just put balls, and it's not even that right. I don't want to go on a rant about all the stuff that's annoying me, but. The amount of times like we win headers, like Manny Monfield or Clark win an header, or anyone over the pitch, but it's to no one. It's just you can't just win an header. When you win an header, you've got to have an idea of where am I heading this? So somewhere in the region of one of our plays is. The amount of times we'll just that first ball, we might win it, win the header, win that little block. But it just goes to them constantly midfield. I don't know what our formation was today, by the way. I don't know what the, the game plan was. But we were just overran in midfield pretty much all game. I know Spearing was suspended, but I don't think one player would make a difference. It was the formation and the plan. And there's never a deviation from this. There's never Hill will never deviate from his plan. It's like you never see. And I'm sure at the start of his tenure, he did change games with subs and you know make the right ones. And you know, Dawes and Park, he certainly knew how to do that. And you just look at us now. And I was talking with Nick during the game, and the way we used to play on Dawes and Parky. Some of the football we played, and even you know, under Hill when he first come in, we've seen how well we can play. I keep, I always go back to the Wembley performance because I thought we played such good football that day. We looked like such a good football inside. What the fuck has happened to that team? Like, where's that team gone that played such, you know, attractive football and made us look like such a good football team? There was no James Vaughan in that team. So fucking who knows? And Corey had a good game, didn't he? When he came on in that game, the second half, looked a right player. You look at our form. We are now seven games without a win. Right, seven games without a win. And we're still fifth. How? One win in nine. Right, and that was that scandalous win at home to Exeter. We've got two goals in our last six. And one of them was that penalty against, um, was it Mansfield? I'm sure one of them was a penalty anyway. Uh, it's it's just not good enough. That That is not good enough. These performances, forget the results. I said this in a tweet before. Forget the results. These performances, going back to the Grimsby game, of not being good enough. And 
they've not got any better. I'd say since the Grimsby, Grimsby game was terrible. Like it just was, wasn't it? It was terrible. Colchester, at the first half hour, I thought we played really well. Colchester, we missed chances. Lewis misses that fucking header. They score on the break, and then they could have been three or four outside. We got back in that, and we should have won it. Kirby misses that chance. And at least when we were missing these chances, at least we were creating opportunities now. Like, excuse me. It's just so poor. There's just nothing, is that you like Woolery looks like a, sh- a shadow of his former self from a m- couple of months ago. So does Feeney. They've like lost half a yard each. They're so slow, so sluggish. The first touch is poor. You know, you look how Woolery got booked today, that frustrating thing where he dived in on the edge of the box after he miscontrolled it. It's stuff like that. Kieran Morris, again, th- the whole team, all of our create- like creative players are all looking like shells of the former self. Defensively, we just look a little bit shaky, you know, Clarky. I, I don't know what it is. We can't blame fatigue. All the teams are playing the same games. Yes, we had the Papa John's run, but a lot of the, like Clarky weren't playing in them. And do you know what I mean? Like, and I know it's been our, but all the teams are in the same boat. And I look at this league table now, and I'm not looking up going, we're still only four points off Bolton. You know, it's all to play for. I'm looking down going, we're only four, fucking five points clear of Exeter, and they've got a game in hand. And we're you know six points clear of Carlisle, and they've got a game in hand. And Salford, you know, but people yes last night when um, Crawley beat Cheltenham, and I saw some water fans going, "Oh, interesting." Hello, good. I was like, "No, I, I wanted Cheltenham to win." Can Crawley can still catch us in the playoffs if they go on a run? You know, we go to Bradford on Tuesday, and they'll be looking at that. And against their game in hand on us, they win that game in hand. They go to sixty-one points, and they'll be five points off us with four to go. And in the form we're in. Like fucking hell! Can you imagine if we if we scrape the playoffs now? We'll be going in with, you know, like I said at the minute, seven games without a win, one win in nine, two goals in our last six games, going into the playoffs, no momentum whatsoever. Like, and I know last time we went into the playoffs, we we weren't flying. We we'd been on that great seven game winning run, and then we had you know, we were beaten by Forest Green on Good Friday. We went to Lincoln, June nil nil. Then we played, I forget, we played the, the following Saturday. I think we got a result. Then we we drew with Betty midweek and then went and lost at Crawley. So we we didn't flat, but, you know, we knew we were in the playoffs before that last game. It was not to play for us. So the last game, you can sort of say it was a, you know, it was a nothing game, that Crawley game. It was just about no one getting injured before the playoffs. The form we're in is as bad, if not worse, than it was under Jackson, to be honest. I think we won three under Jackson, two or three. Off the top of my head, I think we beat Scunthorpe at home. Uh, we beat someone else at home at a really sloppy, terrible 2 0 win. Um, I don't think we won away under Jackson. But again, this is no worse than the form under Jackson. And this is a group of players who we've seen can play. And there's just something. Again, it's, you know, it's not my job to diagnose what's wrong and you know how to fix it. I don't know. I'm not the manager of this football club. I wish I was. Actually, no, I don't. Because I wouldn't know what to do. But I just think. There's there's got to be something wrong, you know. Keith Hill has to front up. He, he can't keep. I do think some of the personal abuse aimed at him is wrong. Like you know, he's not trying to be a shite manager, and he's shown that he can get his you know playing and getting results. But someone's put a stat up there saying we we haven't scored in forty percent of our games this season, which is fucking crazy with the attacking players we've got, whether James Vaughan's fit or not. You know, James Vaughan. 
is back. You know, he's maybe not 100% fit, but he's back. He came on today. He had a fucking... You know, speaking of chances, as soon as he came on, he had that free head off the free kick, didn't he? That he puts well wide. He gets too much on it. All it needs is a glance one way or the other. And, you know, on another day, one of those goes in. But they had... that Henderson had that chance. I think straight after that, straight after we had a chance, they went down the other end and it was a ball and he missed an header from about two yards. So... I think a draw was probably the fair result. I don't think either team did enough to win the game. And it just sums it up, really, that the last three games, I know Walsall won on Tuesday, but the Scunthorpe game, the Walsall game, this, like all of them deserve to be nil-nils, really, because neither team did anything remotely enough to win the game. You could argue maybe Walsall did deserve to win it. I think I even said that on Tuesday, that, you know, second half, they pop himself about, um, bully does, and we looked terrible. You know, the, the only thing you can say today, better than Tuesday, was... You know, at least we had some shots. A couple of, like, you know, what you'd call chances. You know, Lloyd, Vaughan's header, Blacker Taylor at the end. You know, Lewis hits the bar. But none of that was for, you know, silky smooth football. It was, you know, balls up in the box. I thought Nugent did well to set Blacker Taylor up. I think Nugent and Vaughan could work as a partnership. You know, two strikers. What a novel fucking concept. Is four four two that outdated? Does it still work? It depends on the plays you've got. Would it work for how we currently are sitting with, you know, the squad we've got? It can't be any worse than we've done in the last eight, nine games, can it? You know, I just think Blacker Taylor has to be, you know, so many players are underperforming to such a degree that Cordy Blacker Taylor has to be a better option than an underperforming, you know, Kieran Morris or Kane Woolery. He can't do any worse than they have been. And maybe that would boot up the arse that Woolery or Lloyd, you know, or Feeney needs. And someone like him on his day. You know, what have we got to lose now going to these last four games? We've been fucking shite. We need a spark. We need something to just spark us back into life. We look like a fucking terrible side. A re- don't we just like a terrible, terrible side to watch at the minute? And um, there's no... The frightening thing is you can't see. Do you know, normally sometimes you can be like... I, like say if a new manager comes in, you've been bad... And you know we've t- the phrase we've turned the corner. You can see the shoots of life, like the flowers starting to bloom. You know this time of year as well. It is spring, isn't it? And um, I see no signs of that. I don't think there are, there's no signs that we're about to turn this this run around. And that's what you know, there's four games left. And you just think that the, the points we've thrown away in the last nine games. If we'd have just been like twenty percent less shite, we'd be in the top three by now. Four more points. If we'd have beaten Colchester, if we'd have beaten Grimsby, there's five extra points. Sorry, four extra points, um, and that would have that would put us third. That we, we'd be third on goal difference ahead of Bolton and Morecambe. As it is, we're four points off them, and I don't know what their fixtures are. I haven't looked that far ahead. I know our fixtures. We uh, we go to Bradford on um, Tuesday, and then next Saturday we host Barrow, and then the Tuesday we go to Fodders Green, and then the final day is Colchester. I think. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. So there's our final four. Um, again, it doesn't really matter looking at who, who we've got to play and stuff like that now, does it? Because we just don't look like winning a single game. But then you see the results today. Bolton go to Grimsby, rock bottom. Done, finished, we all thought. Get beat 2-1. They only got, they got a, a late, late consolation. They were 2-0 down. And then, you know... Cambridge seem to be the ones, don't they? It looks like, for me, I know Cheltenham lost last night, but I think Cambridge and Cheltenham have just got a little bit too much of a a cushion at the top there. That, you know, they're 
three. I don't. Yeah, maybe Morecambe think they can catch Cheltenham. Cheltenham have got the game in hand. It's um, no one's in form. No one's in form at the top, which is bizarre. But Cambridge seem to just keep getting them wins, don't they? I think Cambridge are done personally. That they're, they're five clear, and they've got a great goal difference, so it's it's as good as six. So you know, Morecambe probably think. Yeah, if Cheltenham lose the game in hand, their game in hand is a big one. If they win the game in hand, I think they're done. But, yeah, Bolton, Morecambe, or you could argue, if Fodders Green win the game in hand, they go two points behind Bolton, so they're right back in it, and they've fucking been on a worse run than us. It's so frustrating. I mean, I'd love us to win our last four games. Win our last four games and somehow just sneak into third. Do you know what I mean? Even if we don't, to go into the playoffs in some form with, you know, a fit James Vaughan, Jay Spearden back in with everyone but Scotty Davis available and fit. And maybe, look, find out our best formation. Find out, you know, our be- tactically, how is it best to play. I hate the fact that, you know, I'd, I'd never want to line up and be like, we're lining up to match the opposition. Let them worry about us. But at the minute, they've got nothing to worry about when they come up against us. Like, I would, as an opposition manager or player, if I'm Andy Cook, forget like ex-player stuff or Danny Rowe, any of the Bradford players, Clayton Donaldson coming here, um, so we're going there on Tuesday in the form you know it doesn't matter what form they're in they're, they've still got an outside chance of the playoffs if they win on, on Tuesday they can go up to 8th as high as 8th right back in amongst it it's so tight like there there's about there's about 10 teams maybe 12 that still you know could make the top 7 I'd be rubbing my hands together playing against us I'd be like fucking all over them confidence gone you'll never meet a team with less confidence than us at the minute get at them just get in amongst them. Win the first balls, win the second balls. They, they've got nothing at the minute going forward. They offer nothing. It's a game to be won for them. And um, I'm frightened for Tuesday at the minute. I'm just thinking we could go there and get, if we get turned over by them, which I'm expecting we will. Where does that leave us going into the final three? Like clinging to a top seven space, which, you know, it's not... But it's that. If we go into the playoffs at the minute... Whoever gets us, it's a fucking bye to the final, basically, isn't it? With no chance we'd, we'd win a two-legged semi and the final, the way we're playing at the minute. Maybe just one of them weird ones. Maybe we get back to Wembley, put in another Sunderland performance, but actually win and score this time with James Vaughan on the pitch. But, yeah, pretty fucking grim that today, wasn't it? And um, another thing, someone pointed out kindly on Twitter, they did a swear count of the last part, 61 swears I managed to get in. I could try and keep it less. I, probably, I think I'm about 10 maybe 10 or 15 so far. Um, so I'll try and keep it under 61 today. It's going to be a much shorter part. No way we're going an hour at the solo show. I don't, think I, could la- me vo- I don't think my voice could last an hour. I don't think uh, my mouthfuls has let me go an hour. And um, just I can't be asked going an hour. To be honest, it's nice and sunny out. I might get in the hammock and listen to a podcast. Um, not a football podcast, by the way. So why don't we go into the uh, plethora of tweets. Thanks so much, by the way, for getting in touch. At this is Trammy on Twitter. Um, obviously we always ask for your tweets post-match for us to go through we wouldn't be able to do a show certainly I wouldn't be able to do a show uh, on my own without these but um, anytime you, you just want to get in touch during the week thoughts on the game if you're enjoying the podcast if, if you've got any critiques certainly critiques about you know, Paul Harper and the noise coming from his house God knows I hope he doesn't interrupt the funeral today no he's down there and he's rangy he's probably got a novelty horn you can do that on, ra- on top of the range rangies can't you can like download any sound you want so he's probably got He's probably downloaded, actually, knowing him, he's probably downloaded this podcast as his horn. So when he does his horn, you hear the noise of Paul Harper sneezing or fucking a delivery driver knocking on the door, some nonsense like that. Um, I'm not going to go through all the tweets because, again, I think we've had some ridiculous, like over 70 tweets in the last like 20 minutes. So I'll just 
you know, briefly go through them and read the best slash worst ones we have. Fletch, TRFC, uh, Top Guy Gets in Touch. I wouldn't put any of the previous pods out. Um, I would put, sorry, I would put any of the previous pods out instead of doing a new one. Same shit, different day. Disgrace to the white shirt. P.S. Still love the pod. Up the fucking tram. Yeah, Rob Tyler. Keith Hill needs to go. His tactics are dog shit. This man hasn't got a clue. Just give it to Doors and Parky. We aren't going to go up with him in charge. Does it count? Like, does the swear count count if I'm reading out tweets with swear words in? Because then it's not me swearing of my own accord. I'm reading the tweets out, so maybe they should... Like, you ever watch Cinema Sins? You can take a sin off. Maybe take a swear off for everyone that I read out as part of a tweet. That's fair, isn't it? Um, Sam Robinson, another regular. Again, a lot of these people tweeting after every game, and we can't thank you enough for getting in touch and getting you know interactive on the socials with us. It helps us do the show. Another game we never look like winning at any stage. That's a good fucking point. Like, forget scoring. At no point are you confident, are you, in these games? From kick-off on that we're going to win these games. Like, do, Remember we were dominating games, weren't we, earlier in the season? Even games like, I remember Oldham away, Hill was in charge by then, wasn't he, I think. Um, we only won it 1-0, but at no point was I worried in that game. Like I said on the pod at the time, I said, it's weird. I was like, I was fully confident we were going to win this game, even at 1-0. There was never any worry in. These games, it's a different matter, isn't it? Um, so lethargic and lacking any sort of intensity, quality or composure. On the bright side, it's only half two, so we can go and enjoy the rest of our afternoons in the sunshine. Yeah, fully agree with that. Like, um, It's a lovely day, isn't it? And you can go and you know, have a drink outside in the boozer. And I know a lot of places are fully booked up. You know, a few of my mates are out in Liverpool right now in a Modo concert square. It's just a joke that's fully booked up, queues down the, the fucking street. Um, I'm not sure what the shrew and you know the Carnav and the Oxen. I think they they might be all you know stuff. But you know you've got the home cafe, home brew place in Oxton. They've got a lovely little beer garden at the back. There's one in West Kirby. I think there's one in New Brighton now. Um, and obviously Future Yard, who sponsoring the club, a new place down in Argyle Street looks amazing. They've got a huge big beer garden at the back there. That looks amazing. I, I, I am looking to go there maybe next week. Get there for a couple of drinks, and they've got an amazing array of. Odes of special beers and stuff like that. So, yeah, you know, it, it, I'm going to try and get this up this afternoon. So get out there, have a drink, you know, and obviously I'm going to get a yummies or maybe a Chinese later. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday. The sun's out. You know, the world's getting somewhat back to normal. And another sign that the world is, you know, normality is coming is that trauma are a fucking shite. You know, that's a comforting thing, isn't it? We, we've all grown up with us being terrible. Us being good for a couple of months was a bit scary. So, you know, us getting back to being shite means that, you know, the day that we're shite and I'm back in bar bar DJing at 2am with a cherry ice blast boomerang on me into the story, that's when the wheel will be right again and hopefully those days are coming soon. Chloe Williams says, can you imagine paying Kirby and Jolly a wage, watching them all week on the training pitch and realising that they offer less creativity than Paul Lewis on the other scores, fewer goals than David Nugent. It's a good point, like, isn't it? There, you know, we got Kirby on loan from Palace. And he was on loan last year in League One at Blackpool. And then, you know, he's he's not been good as he for us. The jolly thing, we've been through a thousand times. The, what's the fucking point? Like, what is, what's the point for them leaving Wigan in the first place? He could have been playing in there under 23s or getting game time. He's getting no game time at all. He must be shite in training. It's the only thing you can say from not to be even making a bench at the minute. Uh, Declan Evans going nowhere with Hill at the helm first half we were sat so deep we were almost sat in the cowies second half changes made only to play the same useless system players look disinterested and there's only one man to blame sack him and give us a slight chance yeah 
it seems to be a few people saying that, saying sack him and Dawes and Parky there, let them see if they can get that momentum going, you know, the new manager bounce, so to speak. Put this way, you know, his contract runs out in the summer, so it's not like we're going to pay a big, you know, compensation packet. It's not like Spurs thinking should he sack Mourinho. He's got like three, four years left on his contract. It's not like Newcastle sacking Pardew two years into an eight-year contract, is it? You know, he's out, he's done in the summer, and um, I, even if we somehow spoon a promotion out of this, I can't see how he can still be in charge next season, like. Is his position untenable? Untenable, whatever it is. Forgive my slight lisp. Um, the fan base—they're putting, you know, they're asking people now to, um, you know, start thinking about next year's season ticket and stuff like that, aren't they? The way stuff is at the minute, with the club and the fans—it's not good, and that's not a good place to be. It's the exact opposite of where we were this time last year when there was a real like siege mentality that you know we might get sent down we just won three on the bounce we all thought we might stay up we weren't sure what was going to happen and the PPG thing happens and there was a real like you know it's us against the world fuck them Mickey goes in the summer and good luck to him he's, he's doing quite well now he got through to the fifth round of the cup and obviously he's got that book out we're going to try and do a pod with we're actually going to try and get um, the Tramway fan I forget his name apologies um, he wrote it with Mickey and we're going to try and get Mickey on as well to, to plug the book and maybe reminisce about happier times. But, um, yeah, I, I can't see how we can be in charge next season, whether we're in League One or League Two. If he gets promoted, he said that was his job to come and get promoted. It, it, it's just not working, is it, at the minute? The fan base don't like him, and it's not a small percentage. It's a large percentage of the fan base don't like him. And the club at the minute, there's a real disconnect between the fans and the club and the hierarchy, and that's not good, and it's, I don't think it's helping matters. It's obviously not, I don't think it affects the players, they don't really care, do you know what I mean? It shouldn't affect the players, but something's not right, is it, all over the club at the minute. Uh, Richard Paddy says, tactically inept, we are playing like we've just put 11 random strangers on the pitch. What is the point of bringing CBT on for the last three seconds at this rate? We will scrape the playoffs, yeah? Exactly, I'm thinking Sean Stokes um, gets in touch all the way over in Hanoi, but it's lovely there, but even though it's nice here, but it's much nicer there, isn't it? Uh, first half was shocking and we deserve to lose for that alone. CBT did more in two minutes than Feeney or Morris all game. At least Vaughan gets another 30 in the tank, although he doesn't look fully fit, understandably. Seemed happy for the draw, just want to protect the top seven spot maybe. Yeah, is that what we've turned to now? Just thinking, get enough points to scrape into the top seven maybe. Nick Flynn, toothless, devoid of ideas. Their keeper didn't make a save at all. To be fair, he did. He made that one double save from Lloyd, didn't he, which was... I think the first save was pretty standard, but I think he did well to, to block the follow-up, but he didn't have much to do, did he? Uh, Murphy made, I think Murphy made one great save in the first half, so off their header. Um, there wasn't much for either keeper. It was a poor game of football, really, wasn't it? Um, Kevin Heller, um, big shout-out to him up there, St. Johnston fan as well. Hill claimed after Walsall that we had recovered and we were very positive, quote, quote, no point telling fans this. Stick to complaining about us. Try telling the players who clearly aren't taking the message on board. We have only played one decent team in this terrible run. Shocking. Uh, Rob Denman, so dull, no ideas at all going forward. The squad as a whole, physically and mentally shot. Yeah, that's what I've been trying to say. The whole squad just look like they're done. Like, they've got nothing left. We look like we're in the 120th minute of a game in extra time and there's nothing left in the tank. And with four games to go and possibly a two-legged semi-final and a Wembley final, like, we just look fucking rudderless. Is that the wrong word? You know, I know Hills and Charles, but, you know, it's more just so lethargic, slow, no energy, is there? And that's probably 
add into the problem. There's no creativity because there's no energy. No, there's no movement up there. Do you, you look at it on throw-ins. We're taking these throw-ins and you know attacking throw-ins, and you think the whole point here is you want to be trying to get a quick one-two off the throw, move, try and work half a yard to get across or play a pass, and there's just not. And the amount of times we take a throw. Bad, ball goes back badly. We try and just do something stupid, and it goes back out. They block it, hits us, throw to them. These opportunities, you've got to be sharp. There's no sharpness. There's no even like a couple of minutes to go. Lewis fouled one of their players, and it walked away with the ball under his feet. And it was like there's three minutes to go in this game. You fucking dickhead. I know that you're a professional footballer, so it's ingrained in you that you've got to be petty and like kick the ball away and stuff like that you just can't help yourself even when it's like we need a goal here we're not winning 1-0 it's not Scott Davis time to fucking take 20 minutes to take a goal kick we need a goal it's 0-0 it's bizarre behaviour uh, Dave Holmes uh, said the best player on the pitch was Manny I thought yeah he had a good game would start Feeney at right back rather than right mid and let Calm push up I said this on last pod like can we not play Leo Connor at right back and try Khan more advanced like, remember how good he was for there under, under Dawson Parky before he got injured? Like, he has to be... We're crying out for creativity. He has to be a better option at the minute than Feeney, Morris, you know, and Lewis in that midfield. Like, he is an attacking mid. That is his position. I know he's been great at right back and a revelation when we were flying. But, like, we need something. And, yeah, put O'Connor at right back. That's his natural position. And play... Give Connor a go in midfield. What's the worst that can fucking happen at the minute? We can't get any worse, can we? Uh, Callum Dyer says, Cordy needs to be playing in games like that and definitely on Tuesday. Feeney was poor and that's the best I've seen from Manny in a while. SWA 1981 says, I feel personally insulted that I'm expected to pay for this half-arsed, turgid, insipid shite. I'm even more insulted that I keep doing it. Sat here screaming at the screen on my own, so I'm far more passionate than any of our forward players. He's got a point there that like, we're, we're all paying for this. Paying £10 a game. Uh, but certainly for away games, you know, in a few seasons to get older, you're getting these. Or, did they change that? I'm not sure what happened with that deal, but I can't. I'm, I'm glad that I'm not the only one. I'm literally screaming at me telly. I'm just going like, ah, like how my TV has survived this like last this run of games without me at the very least throwing something at it or booting it. You know, like in them stupid videos where you see like you know Arsenal fan TV, someone just smashing something. Like it's so incredibly frustrating to watch. Uh, Tony Evans says, no ideas, no imagination, no flair, no brains, no urgency, no appreciation of what it means to be Tramia. Hill out now. Alex Duncan says, subs should come on earlier. Corey and Vaughan, we may have won the game. Richard Hall says, this display tells me that the chairman, uh, uh, sorry, this display tells me and also the chairman that either the players are all shit or the manager has lost the dressing room. I've seen a few people saying that about losing the dressing room. By all accounts, that's not true. Um but again, something's not right, is it? Something isn't right to go from how well we were playing and how good a squad and team we look to this. And this isn't like a blip. This isn't like a two or three game little blip. And you know, it's not like the games we'd had where, you know, Steven and Jerome or Crawley Dome where we get beat 1 0 and then go and win the following week and get back on a good run. This is nine games with one win, no wins in six, no wins in seven even now. Um, this is a fucking slump to end all slumps at the minute at the worst possible time. Stephen Atkinson uh, was impressed by Murphy, Clark, Monthe and Morris. Immediate look better for having Vaughan on the pitch. Miss Spearing, but where was Crawford? Yeah, Crawford just starts on Tuesday, bombed out the squad, not even on the bench. Like some, It's happened a lot, and it, with players. They go from like starting 
and not playing that bad. You know, no worse than anyone else. Just getting bombed out the squad completely. It's bizarre. Andrew Sullivan says, get the lot of them off the Clatterbridge psychiatric department for some ECT. Confidence has evaporated. Um, Salford deserved the win more than us. Bolton lost, Cheltenham lost last night and still no desire to get the points. We are fizzling out. Yeah, Suffolk White, nothing is changing. Some turgid shite every game. I hope we don't fluke promotion via the playoffs because that'll mean Hill stays. It's mad, isn't it? At the minute, some people are thinking, I hope we don't go up fluke the playoffs because that'll mean Hill be here for another... I, honestly, I said it before, even if we go up, like, I can't see a way that the Palios is... They're not stupid. They must see... It's not, you know... This is not a long-term thing. This is a fling. This is a little, you know, short-term fling. Bit on the side, Keith Hill and Tramia. Uh, Dave Byrne, a point is not good enough. The team should have been a lot more up for this. We have something to play for, like a pre-season friendly. Even Dave Higgins is saying it. Um, Cambo says, look like they had any ability or attack and confidence beaten out of them. I wonder who will be getting the blame tonight um, in the post-match interview. Interesting. Yeah, Jacob Wilson, for me, the positives will manage defending the Morris's passing and positional play. However, bringing CBT on the last few minutes is disgraceful and insulting. Yeah, it is. And I can see why he'd be annoyed by it. Like, what's he supposed to do? What is someone supposed to do in that time? And he, like I said, he did more in like three minutes than um, some of the other players did. Like Paul Lewis in fucking 93 minutes. Dave P says, same shit, different day. Shite, fully agree. Uh, Tom Gill, copy and paste everyone's responses from the past two months. Yeah, exactly that. Uh, TRFC Australia just posted a photo with the famous, um, I forget the name of the horse. But to the horse that it was clear in the national back in like the fifties or the sixties, and then it just like fell over, um, and it was like you know eight lengths clear right at the end of the national. It does look like we are falling at the final hurdle. Jamie Murphy, uh, Jamie Murray, sorry, gets in touch. The formation following the Land Rover gives me more confidence, and Prince Philip would pose a more dangerous attacking threat than we have in the last four games. Apart from that, it's a positive point in inverted commas. Yeah, fuck me. Uh, Dave Owen, for the sake of my own health, went for a walk instead of watching, so can't comment on the game. But I will say that has there truly been a good football decision made at the club in a while? Another poor managerial decision and abysmal January recruitment. Yet it's us fans who are fickle. It's a good point, isn't it? Like I saw um, at Price of Football, Kieran Maguire um, basically went through our, our last year accounts on Twitter today. If you haven't seen him, get yourself on Twitter at Price of Football, Kieran Maguire. Um, he did a, a thread we'll, I'll retweet it on the This Is Tramier account um, so it's easier to find and our accounts are excellent he, he himself said he went as a very solid set of accounts you're in good stead so you know you can't fault the Palliosas for how they've you know come into you know, a basket case of a club in real trouble when they came in in 2014 so off the pitch you know, we've never been better more stable Football wise, you know, the managerial ones, you know, Rob Edwards. I oh, said Rob Edwards wasn't there, was it? No, uh, Mickey Adams, Brabham. Obviously, Mellon, you know, was the perfect one, but didn't have to do much there. It was it was a perfect storm, wasn't it? Everything fell into place for the Mellon appointment. Keith Hill, you know, the Jacko one didn't work, you know, cheap option. Is Keith Hill the cheap option? You know, it was talked up. I never truly thought Cook or, you know, the Cowleys or people like that were. We're going to take it, and I don't think they were ever really in the running. You know, you look at where they've both gone now. You know, much bigger. You know, Ipswich and I forget whether Ipswich and Portsmouth. You know, huge clubs who both shouldn't really be in League One. You know, Championship, if not Premier League clubs, where they want to be huge football clubs. They're not going to come to Tramia, are they? You know, they're better than that. 
Um, Ian Jones, searching for positives. Nugent looked better as part of a two up front. Yep, that's what I said. Kept a clean sheet. The passing improved when Vaughan came off the bench. Vaughan is so pivotal to us, you know, and, and how we play. So hopefully, you know, if he's fit to start, the sooner he's fit to start, the better, basically, because hopefully that can be the, the glimmer of hope that can turn, help us turn the corner. Um, TB uh, says Nugent gets stick, but flash of quality to create for Blackett Taylor should be on ideally in a f- part of a front two. Yeah, if you said that long myself. Midfield has been abysmal for weeks and hid behind the Vaughan situation. It's a good point. Like, we've almost used it as an excuse, haven't we? Vaughan being out, but I've said for a while the midfield has been poor. Lewis, it's a good job there's no other fucking midfielders in the squad today because he was fucking hell, he winds me up. So poor. Like dives a lot as well. Do you know what I mean? I think he's one of just. He's been so poor. I don't want to single anyone out, but he's been so poor. And we've seen that he can be a really useful player for us at different times in the season. But fucking Christ, Trammy Steve, looking forward to the promotion race next season with a popular manager. Trammy has won. Brian Robinson says sitting in Gallagher's pint of Sam Smith's organic lager in the sun. A positive point towards our total. Um, maybe this like I said before everyone get out in the sun get down to Gallagher's get down the future yard get the shrew get the Carnarvon get whatever just get in your, you know get out if not get in your garden with a beer I'm going to go in my hammer put a podcast on Do you know what? I might have a fucking Pacifico I've got one in the, one in the fridge Um, just something to you know again these PSAs seem to have been doing them all season don't let Trammy ruin your weekend don't let Trammy ruin your week go and get a takeaway tonight get out in the sun get out to your local booze or beer garden just you know it's a lovely fucking day out there, and I'm sat in my office here recording this. Fucking hell. Big shit. JQ and Paul Harper have royally screwed me. And yeah, I used to say royally there. Um, Cambo says, gone backwards, look like a mid table team waiting for the season to end. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Look like we're just playing out, you know, for the numbers. Just fucking who's asked? There was more effort last night in our Rover and Out game, and I've ended up with fucking losing two studs for me brand new World Cups. And the fucking blister to end all blister on me right, big right toe. It's pathetic. Uh, Tony Evans, no ideas, no imagination, no urgency, no brains, no flair, no appreciation of what it means to be Tramia. Don't even get me started on the players. Hail out now. I swear I read that out earlier, but like maybe he's tweeted me twice. Or just one saying the exact same thing. Um, that is us up to date on the tweets. That was a lot of tweets, wasn't it? It's hard work, Paul. I don't know how you do this every week, Paul, reading out the tweets. I normally mute you, to be honest, when you're doing it. You know, don't want to listen to your voice for that long, do we? But just um, a couple more coming to my personal account there. Play, at Matt Hibbert on Twitter if you're not following already. Plays aren't playing for him. His formation, style of play and subs are clueless. His ineptitude and stubbornness could cost us the playoffs. He couldn't find his arse with both hands. Get red. Hashtag Hill out. That was Grange Mount 62. See, this is what I mean now. As fans, our fan base is just so... I wouldn't say divided. I'd say most... The majority of ones you speak to... And again, the online fan base doesn't represent the whole fan base, does it? But that's all you can... At the minute, we can't go to the game and speak to other people and gauge reaction there. So all we've got is the online you know, reaction, your Twitter's... Twitter's probably the best one for instant stuff, isn't it? And it seems to be overwhelm, overwhelmingly negative towards Hill. I wasn't until recently, but like you can't argue that this run... And almost... He doesn't help himself in his interviews at all. Like... <laughs> The blaming like the fans and negativity. I'm just like, what if we were in the ground during this? Can you imagine it? Like, there'd be fucking. It would be toxic, even worse. Like, there'd be trouble. I think because you've got to face facts. Like, when we're winning, it's all well and good, isn't it? But like the form within, the run within, and the way we're playing, it just adds up to. It's not nice. It's not nice to watch. It's annoying to watch. And at the minute, the last thing you want. We've all been 
you know, cooped up in our houses for fucking four months. Nearly a year, pretty much, really, isn't it? We've been cooped up. We had a few little chances to go out and do stuff in the summer and stuff just before Christmas. But we're all pent up as it is. And watching this, oh, my God, it's just fucking making me so annoyed. I'm sure everyone is the same. And, again, there's just no sign. Like, I got tucked in by that little run of form we were on just before Vaughan got injured. I thought, here we go. We can get automatic here. And again, maybe it's my fault for finally going, being optimistic and seeing, you know, and then it's all just gone wrong, hasn't it, ever since that late in Orient game? Oh, fucking hell. Tram your fucking Rovers. What did they do to us? Should have been an Arsenal fan. I know it's not great for them, is it? <sighs> Should probably wrap it up. It's, um, I don't know what's going on in, with the funeral right now. Probably, again, a few people have said on Twitter, and up, you know, if you want to watch something more uplifting after that game, Stick the fucking funeral of Prince Philip on, you know, that'll uh, raise the spirits. I'll probably end with, um, oh, first of all, obviously, thank our official sponsors, Trimmy Rovers Official Supporters Club, at T R O S C on Twitter. Got the retro shirts, the Rovers Sports um, training shirts out now. Um, great, everyone who's got one said they're fucking great. Like, uh, I've still got my old jumper. I, I think I've got one of them t shirts again. It was kid size, so I think it's in my I've got a suitcase and a big box in the storage locker full of all old stuff. Um, but if you've got the money there sitting there and you fancy it, get one for the 25 quid in loads of colours, like green, blue, uh, purple, black, all the original colours that were out in the 90s. Um, so go and give them a follow, and if you're interested in your retro gear, go and buy some of that. Um, what else? I'm sure I had something else important to say. Oh, do you know what? Um, after I you know, spoke openly about my, my mental health struggles recently and in the last year especially but mainly recently like in the last four or five months since christmas um thanks to everyone who reached out a lot of people dm me a lot of you know messages private messages public messages tweets dms you know texts whatsapps of of people um it's all a big help and you know what i mean i'm sure a lot of us at the minute are having you know especially with the results and the performance we're putting in um doesn't help does it but um it's been tough for a lot of people, you know what I mean? I'm in a much better position, you know, I'm lucky. I've got my tax records, my self-employed grants have been decent ones. Um, still, you know, nowhere near what I'd normally earn, but enough that, you know, I've been able to get by. I've been, you know, I've been applying for jobs, getting told no, you know. I've had interviews, done the interview, not got it. And it's just, it's one of them. I'm sure anyone who's ever been out of work. And again, I know that I'm not technically out of work, because, you know, I, I just can't go and do my job. I'm still making music and stuff like that. Um, and, you know, soon I will be able to go back to my job that I've been doing in my career that I've tried to build for fucking over 10 years. Um, but, like, it's 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 not nice as it getting told no for jobs. You just start thinking, like, what the fuck did I do wrong? What What's wrong with me? And it can get on top of you, and I think that's what happened with me. I just started feeling like there was one, I went for one, it was a civil service job, and there was 100 posts, and I didn't get it. And I just started thinking that, like, I was like, how am I not, you know, how how am I just, you get into a negative mindset. I was like, there's a hundred people there and I'm not good enough for that. And it wasn't like, it wasn't a job where you needed like great qualifications and stuff like that. Or, you know, like a, a degree and stuff. It was, you know, a pretty basic admin sort of job. And I just thought like, was my interview that bad? Was my CV that bad? Was you know, Did I perform that bad in the online? Cause civil service applications weird. There's loads of like online things you have to do. And it just, it just got me down. And I went for that podcast job and didn't get that. And that was one I felt like I was, I was, you know, qualified perfectly for. And it, it just all got on top of me. And it just life's been hard, hasn't it? And um, even little things like, you know, I've been able to play footy for four months. You know, we couldn't do anything. 
and just yeah so you know i am feeling better doing better and i'm sure a lot so many people message me saying that they felt the same and then you know me saying something as you know, urge them to you know, speak about it and we've all just got to stick together you know if you're ever feeling down just you know give us a message dm me i might be on twitter um anywhere insta i might be 17 facebook you know, i'm just on there um or the DM the Tramia, this at this is Tramia on Insta, Facebook, Twitter. You know, me, Paul Jake, run the accounts. We're there, you know, Apple Operator 2, at JKO, double H. You know, we're all there and we've all, we spoke ourselves, all three of us had, you know, tough times over the last couple of years, even before the pandemic and stuff. And we all need to be more open about it and it does help and it is hard. And I said it's weird how I found it much easier to, to talk on this about stuff, you know, that I wouldn't sit down and speak to with my missus or, you know, with my mates. I think it's, I don't know why it's just easier to do. It feels like it's, you know, completely open to speak about stuff like that. So again, it's, it's important to speak. And if you're feeling down and bad and trapped or, you know, just things aren't going your way, there's always like the end of the tunnel. <laughs> so, you know, at the minute, trammy wise, it doesn't feel like that, does it? But there's got to be, there's got to be like the end of the tunnel. And um, let's hope that, for all our sakes, in a couple of you know, weeks' time, things are looking up both for me, for every single one of you listening, and um, for Tramway Rovers Football Club, and even for Key Phil, because you know he can't be enjoying this, can he? But um, yeah, so yeah, thanks to everyone who reached out and continuing to reach out. Um, I will get back. I still got there's so many of you. Like I haven't been able to reply. I will get back. And reply to you. Maybe I'll do it when I'm sitting in my hammock and a little bit listening to a podcast. Somehow I've nearly gone 45 minutes on my own, which is some effort. Like my lip, I mean, fucking mouthfuls are killing me. Um, I'm going to go and put some Ambersol liquids on. Um, I might have one Pacific Coke, so I've got to drive either Yummies or to Bamboo Kitchen to get the missus her Chinese later. One good thing about this being early and like it not being dinner time is I'm not getting constant texts off Tash saying, I'm hungry, I'm hungry in Black Apples. And then just photos of her face just staring at me. And then her coming and opening the door and just staring at me in silence, giving me that look of, I'm hungry. So, um, yeah, maybe these 12.30 kickoffs should be a permanent thing. Maybe it could be a royal funeral every weekend. Maybe not. But, but do you know what? We'll leave that up to the the people in charge. The poor Harper will probably know more about that when he gets back from the funeral later. That is it then. We will be back on Tuesday. Hopefully get the full crew back together. If not, certainly be me and Paul. Hopefully get Jake back on. It's always good when we get the three of us on, isn't it? Um, but Jake's a very busy man these days. Go and give uh, his obtained clothing on Instagram as well, by the way. If you like your Nike stuff, you know your half zips, your quarter zips, and like your Nike trackies and stuff like that, uh, or any sort of trainers, if you like your 110s, your neon 110s, they are a little company. Jake started with his mate, and they can source like any gear, any hard-to-find sports gear that you need. Um, yeah, so at Obtained Clothing on Instagram, I believe, is there at. Or just, you know, give Jake, ask Jake. He, he'll sort you all out with that sort of stuff. Looks at Rebora as well. Sponsors Rover and Out. At Rover and Out, give them a follow. Great bunch of lads play football on a Friday down Birkenhead Park. Uh, at Looks at Rebora, you know, unofficial tramway gear, you know, he sponsors Rover and Out, but sponsors their kit, bought their kit. So um, just, you know, let's all club together. Like, there's, when we do in the hearts of time, should point out as well um, all the work that went in. I think it was the Trust, the Supporters Club, and other individuals. I there was a guy behind it. I forget his name. I haven't got to hand. Sorry for not giving him a, a shout-out and naming him. But um, the Conor Jennings flag that was in the, the paddock today was great to see. Um, he's obviously fighting a rare form. Is it lymphoma? It's a rare form of leukaemia cancer at the minute. Um, I'm sure he'll he'll fight it and um, 
we'll see you know get through it and be back on the pitch hopefully not scoring against us next season for Stockport because we'll be in League One but um, it'd be nice wouldn't it, to see Stockport back in the Football League I know they're a bit of a money team now but you know best wishes to Connor uh, and the family um, a really top lad and hopefully you know he's aware of the big flag that was there and it'd be nice wouldn't it for that to be a permanent flag if and when we can get back in the ground you know he was there for, you know, I'm, I'm literally looking up now above my desk. I've got the big print of him celebrating his goal at Wembley a couple of years ago. Still, what a fucking day. Yeah, but if you're feeling down again, just, I, I can look to my left and I've got the even more ridiculous giant print of Norse running away from his winner against Borden Wood and I'm up there at the top. So I'm in that shot, the luckiest shot ever to be involved in that. And then um, be involved in it. What am I saying? Just to be in the shot that the photographer took. It's just a fucking... F- the look of the draw wasn't where we were sat at Wembley and then yeah just in front of me is the slightly smaller but still massive print of Connor wheeling away we've had some good times in recent years let's not forget that um, and you know good times can be just around the corner who'd have thought it who'd have thought a half time at Wembley Boring Wood it, we'd be talking about that as one of the best days of our lives and again who'd have thought fucking that Newport game I spent the whole game just terrified just me head in my hands going please don't fuck this up Good times are always around the corner. Let's not forget that. The sun's out. Get yourself to a beer garden. Get yourself to Chippy. Get yourself to Yummies. Get yourself a scran later. Or just get yourself to the office. Sit in your garden. Sit on your patio. Just sit outside your fucking front door in the sun. Enjoy this weather. But if you can, get yourself to your local boozer where the beer garden is there. Good times have to be coming again. For me. For you. For Trammy Rovers. Just for everyone. Do you know what I mean? Maybe even England could win the European Championships. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? We will be back at This Is Tramia on Tuesday. If you listen to Apple Podcasts, go and give us a five-star review. and um, Sorry, a five-star rating and write a little review. It helps with the algorithms and stuff like that. Subscribe on there. You can download them or just stream them on there. Same with Spotify Podcasts. Go and follow us on there. And you can get them as ever on SoundCloud. You can download them to your desktop computer on there if you want to download them and put them onto your like non-thingy phone. If you've got an Android phone or a Samsung, something like that. Um, loads of places to listen, stream, download the pods. But yeah, if you're on Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star rating, a little review. really helps the algorithms and all that sort of stuff. At This Is Tramia on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. My name's Matt Hibbert, at Matt Hibbert on Twitter, at Matt Hibbert on Instagram, at JakeKeoHH on Twitter, at PaulHarper82. He's probably pissed up down there. I've not been watching it. If anyone's watching, tell me. He's pissed up Paul Harper down there, probably wrecking the funeral for everyone. There's blacked out reins he playing his personalised honk of a horn maybe he hasn't I don't know maybe he's, he's been behaved for the first time in his life but if not I'm sure he'll have something to say back on Tuesday night when we will be here after the Bradford game again I've said this after the last fucking eight games nine games it can't get any worse surely hopefully we're here talking about a good performance and a positive result on Tuesday I would be shocked if that is the case but hopefully that is it enjoy the rest of your Saturday Get yourself a bevy, get yourself to a beer garden, get yourself to shop, get a few cans, get a few tinnies and get yourself a scran. We'll see you Tuesday. Up the fucking time here.